Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm Justin LC, my brother. We we came in a, a bit hot last week. Would you agree? Shots fired last <laughs> Friday, baby. Shots fired. Nothing wrong with that, though. You know, we, no. we, got, we got to put a little, uh, listen, it's called cooking in the kitchen, man. It, it is. Yeah, get, get a little higher. And it's all with love, you know. Yeah. We're, we're passionate about seeing, you know, you all embody this principle of juxtaposition and, and mending your relationships and, and seeing the healing and restoration in your life and, and ultimately pleasing God. So we, we just pray that you, you stick with it um, and, and just, you know, take, take the, take the medicine that's required to bring the, the overall healing and, and, yeah. and just richness to your life. But if you don't know, um, this is, well, you probably do know from the, the title, this is a part two. Uh, so if you did not listen to part one last Friday, definitely, uh, you know, w- would say that makes sense to listen to before uh, this one. But LC, um, for those who were here or those who aren't interested in the first episode, <laughs> would you want to give a little bit of a, a recap in terms of like some of the most pertinent things from your perspective that we discussed? Yeah, absolutely, bro. I, I think uh, one of the things I do want to call out on our last episode you said that I really appreciated was, you know, even though as we go through these episodes and we share this information, folks may hear our, our interaction from a laughter perspective and, and you know, comical. And, and I love how we highlight even there is that we take this very serious to the point mm-hmm. that as we have really even seen ourselves through this information that we're sharing the perplexing response sometimes can only bring about a, a chuckle, right? And then chuckle yeah. in, the, in the aspect of like, thank God I'm learning to do a little bit better mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I used to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, and, you know, so I say that because I think the same thing is going to happen on this one here. So mm-hmm. I want to start off with that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, last week, um, you know, some of the big takeaways from we discussed, I, I think we really attempted to define the true nature of pride, mm-hmm. its characteristics, and the risk and impacts uh, that pride really kind of, you know, I guess you could say fumigates to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you had some really provoking questions, you know, digging into our heart posture, our motivations, those things that drive our actions. And, and then even taking our understanding of our motives and asking us, you know, what is our current outlook look like? Is it is our actions drawing us closer to God or does it? just draw us closer to our own ways. And I think we kind of ended the conversation about choice. Um, but, you know, are the actions we take and are they moving us further from our purpose or is it bringing, it bringing us closer to the purpose that God has for us? And that point is very important because denying ourselves the understanding of how our pride consumes our day-to-day interactions that's the true definition of juxtaposing your reality, right? Doing the opposite of the innate carnal mindset. Mm -hmm. The big piece for me is digging into the impact though, bro, because again, we as people, we can be relatively cynical and Mm -hmm. lie to ourselves, Mm -hmm. believing that we're not prideful and that, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll give examples of how we volunteer at the homeless shelter. You know, we, may volunteer in our church. You sing in a choir. Mm -hmm. We sacrifice all of our time for our our family and so on and so forth. So, you know, however, do we ever ask how are actions being perceived? 
right? Mm-hmm. In all the great works that we do, we never stop to ask ourselves, what is driving our actions? And better yet, who's driving those actions with me, right? And the reason why I say it like that, um, if you if you just think about Psalms 23, where God, we, David talks about God walking with us through the valley of the shadow of death. If he's walking with us through all of our circumstances, the good as well as the bad, I wonder who we're walking with. If we're not walking with God, who are you walking with? What is mm-hmm. what is that that source, if you will, that you're tapping into on your journey as you walk through the valley? Because if it's not Christ, the implications and the impact of that are going to be a lot more severe than what I may be experiencing. So those are some of the highlights that I, I took away, bro. Yeah, and again, for those who did not listen to to, to episode one last week, um, those comments might not be as impactful because there was a lot of meat that came before that. So again, I want to encourage you, listen to episode one, and I think a lot of Elsie's comments will, will, will be magnified. Um, as well as mine. So, you know, as I as I think, you know, for one great points and, and for me, one of the striking comments, um, you know, that we uncovered last week is clearly written in this Bible that we all have. Um, and, you know, for, for one, you know, let's start with something we've said in previous podcasts. There's a, a way which seems right unto a man, but the, the end is the way of death. That's Proverbs 14, verse 12. So someone who is, is not daily renewing their mind with God's word, whether it be, you know, podcasts, whether it be videos on YouTube, again, going to church, like, but again, you got to do your due diligence outside of Sunday. You know, those people who are, who are not doing their due diligence they're much more susceptible to the ways of the flesh, pride, for example. So that person who is embracing a prideful mentality, whether they realize it or not, they are what we uncovered. They are being opposed by God. They're positioning themselves to be opposed by God. Mm. And I'm not sure about you, Elsie, and those of you who hear my voice, but I'm personally looking to remain on God's good side. Um, You know, so I just want to point out three things, you know, three main things that, you know, to me really hit me hard as as we uncovered these messages last week um, before we dive in. So for one, for those who who were here last week, you heard us talk through uh, Proverbs 16, right? Um, and 16.5 particularly says, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. Notice the comment around in the heart. The scripture said everyone who is arrogant in the heart. So um, God is not fooled by our false hum- humility. We can make people think we're not arrogant, but God knows things for what they really are. Mm. So people like this, God will be pursuing them. You know, um, he, he will he will be pursuing them for punishment. Again, it said, be assured that person who is arrogant of heart, who is an abomination to the Lord, someone who is seen as inherently evil, that person will be punished. Again, we're not talking about someone who has an arrogant moment or who doesn't realize they're arrogant. You know, it's just something ignorant. No, we're talking about people who are choosing to make this 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 life choice. Yeah. Point brown. two. Yep. Point two. Uh, verse 16 in Proverbs, uh, excuse me, chap- verse six, uh, chapter 16, verse 7, still in Proverbs 16, it says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies at peace with him. 
And I mean, after experiencing this genuinely for years, I don't know who wouldn't want to experience this promise. Are you still consumed with the same enemies from years past? Or do you consistently encounter new enemies each year? Could it be (laughs) that you are the problem? Mm. You know, you and your ways. Mm. Um, And then lastly, point three, I want to pull up 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 through 6. Um, and it says, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders, close yourself, clothe yourself, all of you with humility uh, toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And verse six says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he will exalt you. So this brings us back to the point of the prideful mentality, positioning ourselves to be opposed by God. You signing up for this Christian thing, yes, you who heard my voice, you signing up for this Christian thing, it means that you've signed the dotted line to all of the contractual agreements, right? God has given us the the wisdom and the brain power to to, to get in the word for ourselves, right? Um, You have this God who has a desire to bless you immensely, more than you could ever fathom, particularly for those who are called according to his purpose, those of us who seek to be in line with our Father's will to please him and to impact his kingdom. For those who are making a choice to go in the opposite direction and to potentially you know, just embody this prideful heart posture, you are acknowledging that your God will oppose you and you limit the opportunity for him to exalt you. Now, while exalting sounds nice, I won't even spend time there. I want to talk more about being opposed by God. And Elsie, maybe it's just me, but do people realize the gravity of this statement and the domino effect it has on our life? I mean, let's talk health, wealth, peace, comfort, the most basic things. I'm not even going to go into things that are also, that are equally important careers, lifestyles, homes, etc. Do we LC realize what is being, what, what, what being opposed by God is doing to us? That plus not doing our own due diligence to know what we've signed up for mm. as it relates to this Christian thing. Like, do we realize bro, like what we're no, doing? I, 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 I don't, unfortunately, and it's honestly a tragedy. And it kind of goes back to something you said when we first started, I think literally the first episode um, of this podcast, you had asked a question saying, like, if you knew that you could provide information mm-hmm. that could help save yes. somebody, or, or if you were in college, you could tell your former yep. self certain things, like, would you not do it? And that's exactly what this is, right? If this is that opportunity for us to kind of, open our eyes for a quick second and ask ourselves what choices are we making and who are we opposing? Cause we're either going to be opposing our fleshly desires, as you said earlier, or we're going to be opposing God. So we're, we're going to be very clear with our understanding on that because we will be held account to that. And one thing I want to, you know, make sure that's understood the real tragedy tragedy of us making these choices it's not even, frankly, about us, bro. It, I think it's, again, about the impact that goes outside of us. So if I would take this a little bit further, like due to that self-righteous, prideful mindset, you know, you can deliberately find yourself ignoring these warning signs that you're laying out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I was to use a, 
a real life example, something I just kind of just just made up. But if you can make this real for yourself, I, I think this kind of can talk through a little bit about the pride aspect of things and then also how we allow that to interfere with what God would have wanted to foresee happen. So, for mm-hmm. example, if you knew someone who was going to the doctor and they found out they had an aggressive form of cancer mm-hmm. and let's say this person's a friend, they're a spouse, maybe you have even a family member. And imagine this individual that just got this diagnosis. They never say anything about their diagnosis to anybody. They just keep it to themselves mm-hmm. due to their fear, right? And, and mm-hmm. again, I think most people could understand, like, oh, my God, a strategy. I would be probably scared myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to say anything to somebody mm-hmm. like that. Those mm-hmm. are those normal feelings, right? And mm-hmm. Very normal. You know, and, and that person that decides to keep it to themselves may feel like, hey, what's the point of saying anything to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need to expose myself. Um, and in addition, due to this fear, that heart posture of pride, this individual doesn't seek treatment nor makes any type of preparations of any of mm. any sort. Right. And unfortunately, what that will result in is that that last hour when the secret of the diagnosis can't be contained anymore, that's when the family and the friends are, are, are called in and get involved. But it's frankly too late. Mm-hmm. You know, none of the preparations, proper preparations are made. And now your family is stuck or their family is stuck trying to put everything together as they grieve. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, that that little simple story, wouldn't that be just a devastating reality to watch? Mm-hmm. If you saw that happen in the family, like if that would be true, wouldn't that be devastating to see the impact of somebody's death due to their pride? Mm-hmm. Right. And And if I was to make this about you or myself or even an audience, let's think about our cancerous experience that we have mm-hmm. had or that we're currently facing, something that feels like it's been eroding at us mm-hmm. um, to some degree. How do we respond to that diagnosis, those financial issues, those that marital turmoil, et cetera? Uh, is it just your problem that you're going to fix when you're ready? Mm-hmm. Is it you know all about you? Is your issue of your uh, of your life uh, an illness only that you're going to experience for yourself because the 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 thing is that you're only going to focus on the issues of of everything you're never going to be able to tap into the healing power of your mm-hmm. father right mm-hmm. the cancerous moments that we all face mm-hmm. is where his plan in our lives is to be utilized as an example mm-hmm. of his love of his grace yet we take these negative diagnosis as a death sentence, you know, which in reality, it may not physically kill us, but if we focus on the problem so much, it will kill the very purpose God intended Mm -hmm. to display for his glory. Mm -hmm. And, and, and as I spoke before those, you know, as you're going through these experiences and we even talked about this on the, uh, the what's the point episode, as you're going through these experiences in these troubling times, you're being watched. Mm-hmm. People are watching how God is working through you and with you. They're seeing if you're able to speak life over your dead situations or not, or if you're relying on people, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you were to go back to, or if you were to go to real quick, Romans chapter eight, verse 29 uh, through 31, it says, for God knew his people in advance mm-hmm. and he chose them to become like his sons. So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Mm. And having chosen them, 
he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as this? If God is for us, who could be against us? Right. And 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 that's such a powerful statement there, because mm-hmm. the tragedy of all this is that if we don't understand that opposing God is actually opposing the very power made available to bring wholeness to the broken areas of our lives. Mm-hmm. All, all we all because we are so full of ourselves, so full of the shame of our, of our life experience. I don't really know God like that. I've done this. I've done that. How can he ever accept me? All these accepting our failures, allowing, you know, the the rocky unstable relationships we have to consume us consistently feeling that weight of depression, not seeing anything positive in our lives. And I, I mean, one thing, Justin, like for me, I can't stand where, you know, if you ask somebody, Hey man, how's your day going? How's everything going? And they'll say, you know, Oh, uh, you know, it's just another day. It's a, another stinker. You know, just a you know another day at the office. Is everything just feels repetitive, mm. right? That that cycle that you was talking about. And one thing that pride really uh, is known to give birth to is your anxiety. Say that it, again. It, it, Say that again. Your pride gives birth to your anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's not your spouse. It's not your wife. It's not your husband. It ain't your bills. It's not your health. It, it's it's you just realizing that all your efforts, Ooh. they're not working. Mm. Okay? Your mm. efforts aren't working. And this is what's causing you. And this will cause me. I'm talking to myself even on this. This will cause me to begin to spiral. So mm. I'm pleading with us all to stop. To stop. How can we understand this God and his grace if we don't put in the effort to turn to him, understanding that his will is to be done in our lives to save us? It's not about what we're experiencing. I love the angle on which the Holy Spirit gave you those words because you know, we're talking, you, you use that cancerous experience. And, you know, I said it in one of our episodes, like, oh, you may not be going through anything now, but it's a matter of time until gravity humbles you. We yeah. all will experience those moments. And what people don't realize is that, like, the, the quote-unquote, heavy on the quote-unquote, the strength of pride and the weakness of pride, you, 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 they, they come together, yeah, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. You can be the person who, oh, I, I, I do this for me. I got my back. I'm this. I'm that. You know, I, I. If it wasn't for me, I wouldn't have anything. I fought Ooh. for my life. I, 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 I. Again, that's the, that's like the strength of pride, the foolish strength of pride. But then, to your point, the weakness of pride, brother. Like that's when you, you, you still are not willing to give God the 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 platform to do mm. what he said he can do or you just don't even know like you're so far mm-hmm. gone that what you say this whole Christian thing you, you've been doing your whole life you don't actually you don't even believe it you don't believe it because mm. you you were the Lord of your life you were the one calling the shots you were the one choosing what you would and would not do and now when you're in a vulnerable season a season one that is able to do what we talked about in our last episode to give God glory to bring other people back to him to do to fulfill your purpose the grand scheme of your purpose you're not able to do that 
Yeah. Because yeah. of your pride. Mm. Ooh, that, that, was, that was a lot that you said there. Um, but as we progress further on, I want to tap into Isaiah 64, Isaiah 64, verse 6. And it says, um, but we are as an unclean thing, but we are as an unclean thing. And all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. And all we do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And I want to put emphasis on the earlier part of this scripture about our righteousness. Um, it's, it's, it's filthy rags. Uh, for example, everything Elsie and I are doing right now um it's filthy mm-hmm. rags right filthy. And it's, like, it's, it's filthy rags like you know we 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 and those things like that concept keeps us humble right so yeah. you may be thinking like okay so justin you mean to tell me even when i'm doing the thing even when i'm getting my accolades i'm running the ministry for jesus even when i'm given to the poor i'm promoted on my job i'm i'm spending years in the faith you mean to tell me that god looks at all those things as filthy rags that that's humbling that's yeah. very humble. It doesn't mean God doesn't love us. Right. It, it, it reminds us that we, the, everything that we're doing is, is, is as a result of a sacrifice that God made through his son. Right. Let's yeah. keep it all in context. Yeah. Um, but let's look at first John chapter two, verse one through six um, to shed some additional light. So it goes to, it, it reads and says, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He's the true righteous one. That wasn't in the scripture, but that's me saying he is the true righteous one. Verse two, he is the propitiation for our sins and not only ours only, excuse me, and not for ours only, but also the sins of the whole world. Again, this is not about you. He did it for all of us. And by this, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Verse four, whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly, the love of God is perfected. By this, we know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So we wouldn't have our very life and the redemption of the life to come instead of the wrath that, again, we all we all deserve and many, 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 many will receive. Um, so because of Jesus's work, we cannot take the credit for anything. We can't do anything that has value in the sight of God without him. And Elsie, it, it, it to me is it, sad that we don't see that. And when we don't see that, it puts us in the position of what verse four talks about. Again, verse four says, whoever says I know him, but doesn't keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth mm. is not in him. We're deceiving ourselves to believe we're really in this thing when we're not. So when we're vulnerable enough to set ourselves up to be opposed by God, we can be close to God with our lips, but far from him with our hearts, which can, again, help us to position ourselves to be opposed, to experience this punishment. Our pride also limits the love of God being perfected in our life that has a domino effect to everything else. And ultimately, 
we are of limited use to the kingdom. Mm. And that should ask you, why yeah. is God keeping you around if you're of limited use? There's this big lie going around that we are the main character in this thing. And God is using random people like myself and my big brother to remind you. And we had to first start with ourselves. We are not here for ourselves. And again, we will all have to make an account for the life we chose to live. It's not about what mama and them did and, and, and what the past has said. Like, we chose to do this thing. We chose yeah. to either learn or not learn. Yeah. How can we have our intended impact when we're consistently inwardly focused? Elsie, I don't... I, I, I truly think that we don't take into account that pride sincerely limits our ability to have a capacity to be a laborer in this harvest, to do God's work that will ultimately be the test of our life that we have lived. Not the family, that's not the test, not the money, not the car, not the house and your accolades. What you build your spiritual house on is what determines what will happen to you when this very thing is over. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, bro, one thing that you uh, I want to go back to, for one, just even talking about the punishment piece from God, I, I want to be very clear that God is not only gracious and forgiving and very loving. Much so. You know, th th that's why this is such a warning, because again, you have a choice. You don't have to be punished. Right. Right. You don't that you don't have to find yourself in that in that fold, because, again, you know, we're all going to be tested anyway. I, I, you know, I already alluded to that, you know, earlier that we all going to, we're all going to go through the same experiences and trials, but the difference is your punishment is going to come when you have turned your back to the very one that's trying to just literally extend their hand and walk with you on this journey called life. That's mm. really the difference. And I, and I had to say, cause I don't, you know, cause sometimes people say that's why would I serve a guy that's just going to punish me? Mm. That's not the point. Like right. <laughs> you're, right. you're literally missing it. If that's all you hear. Right. But to go back to what you were saying though, bro, like, you know, one of the last points you made and can I pause you really quickly? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, don't go miss ahead. that part. Don't miss that. One of the last points I made. Um, if you are a parent, you, or if you know parents, or if you had a parent, your parent punished you as well, right? It didn't make yeah. your parent an evil being, right? Yeah. Like it, there, there are consequences to action. So I just want to, for those who are new in the faith, I, to the point of like, why would I serve a God who punishes? Well, why would my parent punish me to 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 to, to mature me, to protect me, to yeah. to you know? But yeah. anyway, yeah. I no, I no, I'm glad that you brought that up because again, that's something that we have to get more comfortable with is discipline and being yes. disciplined and being humble does not feel comfortable, but how else are you going to grow man and woman of God? How else are you going to be able to see clearly? Because obviously again, our efforts aren't working that listen, we're all, we're not on this thing. Just to be honest, you guys aren't listening to us because you have nothing else better to do. Right. We all see the chaos that's around us. We all mm -hmm. have the same type of unnecessary, what feels like unnecessary struggles. And this is just an element of a piece of what we've been able to obtain from a solution standpoint with proven results, right? So, I, and I want to kind of go, you know, I know I kind of sidetracked this a little bit there, but thank you for, you know, even uh, your points on that. But one of the points that you had just made in your commentary, uh, you was talking about a big lie uh, that we really kind of put on ourselves and that's being the main character of our life, being the main character of our story. When 
the reality is, man, we're nothing more than an extra in the movie called life, right? We're we're not even the backup dancers. We're not we're even. we're we're over here just I don't even know what role we technically even played back there, right? But the reality is understanding this is not only humbling, but it gives you an opportunity to really appreciate the role of the main character of our lives, right? right. And and the reason is because the more available you can be as an extra God can now use you in multiple roles due to your mm. humility. See, being a main character, you can't really be humble. But when you when when you're extra, you ain't got no choice but to be humble. And I want to kind of even add some clarity on that. Um, Second Timothy chapter two, verse two through seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it says here, "You have heard you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths." to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up with the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes can't win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor mm-hmm. thinking about what i'm saying the lord will help you understand all of these things and here's my question for christians who are still attempt or even those that are still trying to you know identify if this living for god thing is real mm-hmm. you know my question would be what is your end game mm-hmm. if you're getting everything your way if if you know again what you're saying or what if we're if what we are articulating here is not really applicable, how's everything going with your results? Who are your results actually impacting? And, and then furthermore, do we really think that we won't give an account when this life is over? I mean, because in the in a natural reality, you know, we have to be aware of the laws and the rules and things of that nature. There, there's accountability and consequences to choices we make here mm-hmm. in the natural world. Why would we assume that this natural life can exist with these rules created, but there's nothing else, right? They're, like after this life, it's just, it's just over, right? And I think this is where that title of pride, become, pride Before the Fall really comes back to me mm. because, you know, with pride you're the star of your show and it always feels like nothing can go wrong until everything goes wrong mm. and and the thing is your fall is going to look a lot different than mine because see me being the extra in the background i will fall as well i want to be very clear I, there's no perfection in the extra that i will Absolutely. fall as well but who i fall in front of that part and more importantly who the witnesses see me look to for my help it's going to be very different than yours. And I think that's the key to this. Whew, you, you said a lot. And you, you, you said things that made me think of, about last week's episode. Again, even if you didn't listen to it, definitely listen to it after this. There's a lot of fruit. But um, for those who, who, who didn't listen, I, again, even if you did or didn't, I, I, it took me back to certain things. So for one, I was brought back to James 4. Uh, those who were here last week remember I remembered I spent quite a bit of time in James 4 and James 4 10 says humble yourself before the Lord and he will exalt you I love what you mentioned about like 
we're nothing more than an extra in this thing called life. We're, we're, we're not even a backup dancer. And, and when we learn to understand who the main character is, we're now then more available to be used by God in multiple yeah. roles yes. due to your humility. So due to your humility, he's able to exalt you. Yes. Um, outside of that, pride before the fall. When you said that as you were getting close, it just like struck me. Not that it was intended, but, you know, bro, like, there are people who think this world is just like, you live your life until you just die. And that sounds, I would be depressed <laughs> full of medication if, if that was my reality. I yeah. actually have, I, I always get excited about vacations. I always try to have something planned, sometimes more than I need to, but um, it keeps me excited and engaged and, you know, and, and I thank God that I have the best vacation that will be full of work and to, 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 to edify my father's kingdom with just no issues, no lack, all sufficiency. Like I, I get excited about that. But when you, when you don't have that to be excited about, I mean, all you have is doom and gloom and the pride yeah. that you can embody I mean, when you think of the word pride before the fall, pride is the very thing that will lead you to the edge. And and when you get to this thing, the end of this thing called life, baby, you're going to fall. Yeah. You're going to fall, fall real, real, real far, real deep. And um, and, and, and you don't want to fall uh, into the place I'm talking about. Um, but anyway. Uh, I, I just, when you said pride before the fall, I was just like, wow, I don't, I don't think we realize like just, yeah. The anyway, impact of those words. Yeah. The impact of those words. But mm -hmm. um, I want to squeeze in another scripture before I toss it over to you, before we conclude on this part two, it's first John chapter two, verse 15 through 17. And it says, do not love the world or the things in this world. Uh, if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life it is not from the father, but it is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Um, and basically, you know, the verse makes it very clear what we're seeing every day. Uh, for example, CBS reported that this year of 2023, there have been 23 climate catastrophes and world events costing at least $1 billion at the end of August. And this is a new world record, a new world record, right? And, and, and their experts worldwide are, are expecting this, these type of events to persist, let alone the mass shootings and, you know, other things that are happening in the world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and, and again, there are so many, so many examples that really help us identify that the world is passing away and we can either pretend and act like we'll be here forever. We can act like this Jesus thing is a book club, or we can <laughs> realize that we are making a bed that we will lie in for eternity. The things that are in this world, which are approved, accepted, even fly or revered and, and loved, they're often against the will of God. And again, those things will pass away. But the person who seeks to do God's will, even though, as Elsie said, even when you fall, when that person is committed to do it, even as they stumble, keep in mind, even to the point of falling, Proverbs 14, 16 says, 
a righteous man falls seven times, right? Those yeah. people, despite the fall, despite the humanity, those people who commit to this principle of juxtaposition, man, the security mm-hmm. blanket that you have on you that you can't even see, mm-hmm. the favor that awaits you, the challenges in your future that you are designed to conquer, yes. eyes haven't seen, nor ears have heard, nor have entered into the heart of men the thing which God has prepared for you, for mm-hmm. those who love him. Based on your current life, I want to ask you, are you being prepared for God's opposition, his punishment, his wrath? Or are you preparing yourself for a time to be exalted as a result of your humility and your seeking to please your father despite your flawed humanity? You know, dude, as you were... uh... Just the last few sentences that you said, it just all I can do is smile, especially when you talk yeah. about the uh, the security blanket. Because again, yeah. a righteous man falls seven times. Yes, yes, we more do. more than over. And, and and just to know that you know, in spite of that, I'm going to juxtapose it all and and be able to experience His love and grace in a way yes. that that again, peace that surpasses all understanding and. Yeah. You know, for for me in this kind of wrapping up aspect of it, I would just really want to highlight to the audience, you know, it's my brothers and sisters out there, you know, learn to love yourself. Mm. And and what I mean, love yourself, because, you know, I know some people are like, what do you learn to love mm-hmm. myself? Because mm-hmm. you just told me not to be selfish. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about love. When you really know how to love yourself, mm. you become selfless. Love gives. It, it, it has no choice. You literally can't even your desires to please yourself become no longer important to you so Mm -hmm. loving yourself and loving yourself as christ loves you Mm -hmm. is even more important because the thing is you know pride will will deceive you to think that you must get yourself right first before Mm -hmm. you're accepted by god and Mm -hmm. and that is such a lie it is. I don't. I don't care what you did in the past. I don't care what mistakes you made. I don't care that you used to cheat, gamble. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You are still qualified, mm-hmm. more than qualified, mm-hmm. and accepted by him. Even if mm-hmm. you didn't accept him right away, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, if we don't call out this point, you know, we're gonna find ourselves trying to earn God's love and His mm-hmm. respect, and that's mm-hmm. that's not what He desires for us. No. If we go to First Thessalonians. Um, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse eight through nine. Mm-hmm. But let us who live in the light be clear headed, protected by the armor of faith and love and wearing as our helmet, the confidence of our salvation for God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, we all fall short. So, Please don't beat yourself up. Yeah. You know, but but let's start to call ourselves out for mm-hmm. the glory of God so that we can, you know, taste and see the evidence yes. of his grace. Yes, right. Which good. which which will result in our natural carnal mindset being peeled away layer by layer. Yeah. And and, and one of the last examples um that I would like to kind of call out again, we have to put into work this faith thing, right? So if I was to go to Psalms 91 kind of close this out real quick. Psalms 91, 1 through 16. Love Psalms 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. 
This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my mm-hmm. place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. Mm-hmm. He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He mm-hmm. will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His mm-hmm. faithful promise are, are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Do not Mm -hmm. dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disasters that strike at midday. Though Mm -hmm. a thousand will fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evil things will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how wicked are those that are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone you will trample upon lions and cobras you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet the lord says i will rescue those who love me i will protect those who trust in my name when Mm. they call on me i will answer i will be with them in trouble i will rescue and honor them i will reward them with a long life Amen. And give them my salvation. Mm. I know I said a lot there, but declare who he is in your life. And when you're struggling, not just for you, not just for your spouse, when you when you find yourself struggling, ask God, call on him for your guidance so that you can be the trusted example so that your life does not just pass you by with self-made, you know, destruction that, that again, that society tries to show us, but have a life of an example that brings humility back to the kingdom. And I would say, you know, I'm, I'm all about application and, you know, context. So to just to, go just a little bit more deeper, you know, for those who like, yeah, like, okay, call upon God. Like, what does that mean? Pray? Does that mean go to church? Like, it means starting the process of, as Elsie said, like really peeling the layers of the onion back and like being incredibly intentional about really building that faith. You know, faith comes by hearing the word of God. So for example, Psalms 91 that was my, and it's a, it's a pretty lengthy chapter that I said that so many days during the, pan, the peak of the pandemic, I said mm-hmm. it until I believed it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and before you know it, you being in the word and, and, and rehearsing these things and speaking them into your life, before you know it, you'll start to see the protection show up. You'll yes. start to see the covering, the, the refuge that's available show up in your life when you start to speak the word that you've been feeding, right? You, you mm-hmm. feed on it, whether you listen to it, whether you read it, whether you watch it, and then you start to speak those things that are not as though they were, right? You speak yes. that word while the word was not, I forgot, there's a phrase I heard, the word wasn't spoken to us, but the word is for us, right? Like we yeah. have all these disciples who had the, the the Holy Spirit lead them and write these words. And it was for different times back in a different day and different 
countries, right? Yeah. However, God was so strategic that he allowed the word to still be very relevant, very applicable to us, that even when we believe and even when we see some calamity, even when we see some you know, d- disaster or evil in our life, those cancerous moments, yes. we're able to know that, yes, many are afflictions of the righteous, but he delivers me out of them all. And even at that, you know, a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me and my family. Mm. And, and and sometimes when those things do come near me, my family, I'm able to have a perspective that yes. gleans insight to what's real. Maybe, maybe God is trying to show me I, I lack faith. Maybe he's using this scenario to build my faith. So it's not that, oh, the prayer didn't work. No, come out of the, the, the elementary and realize that there's depth to this thing. Yes, man. But, I, love um, how, I love how you wrapped it up because I, I think that's exactly, you know, if I was to conclude mm-hmm. this message any better, what you had said, the, the being able to speak life again the due diligence of developing a relationship mm-hmm. utilizing the word to build confidence and context because you even said i had to read the word to believe it it didn't I just did. say i didn't just look at this and say okay all right psalms 91 activate like no i have <laughs> you have to believe this thing to, to in order to see the you evidence do. of it and and again to your point i as you was talking I'm like the scripture literally is the opportunity to juxtapose everything you experience but you gotta be willing to remember this and apply it in the times of trouble i Mm. and i know it sounds so simplistic it does but it is a journey it is maturing it and it can be somewhat perplexing but stay in the fight and one last thing i'll say and this has nothing to do with pride so if those of you who who got what you needed to get ready to go uh, deuces i will see you next friday but for those who are willing (laughs) to stay around I want to give an example of this in, in real um, in real life scenarios. So, and before I close, but you know, Elsie and I, as you guys know, we we were very blessed um, to be able to 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 give our mom a trip for Mother's Day. And what was devastating for me um, was that I'm a very detail oriented person, very future forward thinking. So I'm always dot you know checking boxes, dotting eyes, crossing T's. I noticed that the weather was 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 forecasted to be literally thunderstorms we, we were in the caribbean mm-hmm. island to keep that in context as well so thunder caribbean don't really like that that doesn't sound ideal for me personally and in, in the life i choose to live mm-hmm. so um you know I, and i'm saying this because it's important to have someone that you can share this faith with and and sharp iron sharpens iron i forget the scripture that you you've read once before in a podcast but we we are intended to help each other which is why i'm not doing this podcast by myself but in short elsie like one thing he said to me when we talked about the trip and i i let him know like i'm like i was like god like you knew we did this for for we're doing this for our mommy you knew we're doing this with pure intentions like why would you let it why would you let it rain? Like, why would you let the door, the forecast show that it's going to be thunderstorms? You're going to ruin the vacation. We had planned this and we we're going to do this and the resort this and that. And LC, one thing you said to me is like, are you going to let an, an app on your phone dictate what your heavenly father can do? And mm-hmm. in that moment, I was just like, wow, God, I didn't realize how unbelief. It, it showed yeah. simple, something yeah. as simple as... Him, me wanting him, you okay, Lord? You say you're gonna give me the desires of my heart. I want a sunny vacation personally, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not seeing this. And as it's just, it was just so awesome to me. What did we experience, bro? 
the most beautiful, barely a cloud in the sky yeah, vacation. Yeah. But what happened when we got in that plane, brother? I'll let you that's, tell. When we got in the say, plane, that's what started raining. That's they were rushing us <laughs> out of that small Jamaican airport and as quickly as they could because of this impeding thunder, whatever that was, because it already started raining yeah, real hard. Yeah. When we got on the plane, I had never heard thunderstorms like that while on a plane. I was like yeah. sitting, we were sitting, you know, stood at the gate, and I'm just like, Lord, you loved me enough. As small as that detail, this is what I'm trying to tell y'all. You, you, you want to let the Lord in your life to experience him in every way that you possibly can. As small as that was, a little measly old trip but that's not small to him because I'm his child and he cares about me. He will open, you know, every area of my life as I, to, to, to receive his blessings. If I open those areas for him to bless me in them, but those blessings can show up at first, like a problem and problems yeah. are the beautiful scenario for God's glory, for his provision to come in. Why? Because that gives him the glory. But yeah, I was going to say, you know, to, to just add to that last part, that I know we've been going for a little bit, but just the one last thing I want to give the context on that plane ride. Um, there was a, a, a panic the lady, that we were that. Yeah, there was, oh. there, there, was, there was a panic <laughs> on the plane at the time because they didn't yes. think we were going to be able to leave on time. And it was so crazy. I looked at I looked at you. You looked at me. We just stared at each other for a brief moment. And I believe <laughs> it was you. You just wished for all be well. Oh, and, we just tur- and we, and we just turned back around and we just sat there. And it, I did. Again, it was so much chaos. Speaking and the sat- word. Yeah, yo. <laughs> Juxtaposition. Because we, we, just- we was looking like we was about to be stuck in Jamaica in a, th- Legit. In a, in a Legit. very unpleasant Jamaica that we didn't, that, yeah. A version that we didn't want to experience. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. You know, but at that same moment, it was so dope, though, as it was taking off. And I remember sharing with you, I said, it's so interesting being here on the ground and experiencing this storm. Mm. to then take off, mm. to feel the turbulence of the storm. But as we rose, mm. it was nothing but sunshine. And, and I feel like that's, it was such a, a great synopsis of life. Like, dude, it might be raining in your life right now. It, mm. it may be even feel a little turbulent on mm-hmm. your takeoff. Mm-hmm. But stay the course because as you rise with him, he will show you those greener pastures. He will make your path clear. You just got to be willing to get on the plane and have faith and sit down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is so good. Yeah. That is so but, good. Well, yeah, I just want to end that. Okay. Yeah, no, that was good. This was, this was a great one, bro. Well. Uh, we will again see you guys next week. Uh, we we we're not going to be one of those long winded passes and and have a, a, a third and a fourth <laughs> pride before the fall. We are we are we are signing out, and until next Friday, this is juxtaposition.